Welcome to another edition of the Best of Five, the show that can happen anywhere with anyone about anything. And in this case, I think in a way it's never happened before. In fact, I'm sure it is in a couple ways. I am Matt, and I am all alone. I think this is the first ever solo Best of Fives. And what I am going to be talking about today is the Best of Fives Neozaz 2016. The reason I'm doing it on Best of Fives is that we did a year-end review last year for 2015 with myself, Dave from Stars and Character, and Quint from Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights, and it ran almost three hours. We've done even more in 2016, and I wanted to cut that down. I just wanted to hit the highlights, and there's really no better way to break that down than doing a Best of Fives list. So this one is best of fives by fives. I've picked five subjects and I'm going to list the best of fives in all of those, at least for me for 2016. And I'm also doing it myself because that will cut down the time as well. Even with that, I'll probably go a little long, but this is not only a unique edition of best of fives. It's also our Neozaz 2016 year in review. So to start with, I am actually going to start with the best of fives. This has been a show that has grown faster than almost any other show on the network. Not only in the amount of episodes we've produced, but the amount of people that have been on it. The idea of having anybody on the show has just opened the gates to adding so many different voices to this series, and it's been awesome. It's been one of my favorite ones to follow. So I'm going to start right off the bat by listing what I think are the top five highlights for 2016 on the Best of Fives. Number five is something that I really wanted to see come from this series. I think Dave did as well when he came up with the idea and the premise for the series. And I hope it grows even more in 2016. And that is having listeners of news as submit their own shows. People that aren't normally on series on news as submitting their own shows. And that starts off with Ted Dastic Jr. And Tom Dastic doing their top five favorite concerts they'd ever been to, as well as Ollie Peters, Helen, and Mark listening their top five favorite cover songs. So I guess we kind of have a tie here. Again, can't thank them enough for participating. It's awesome to have new voices, new people involved on the show and the network, and I really, really hope that continues in 2017. So from here on out, with so many episodes of Best of Fives in 2016, I cheated on these last four, and I made a tie for everyone. So here we go, already making the show probably longer than it needs to be. So number four, a subject that I was, well, probably shouldn't have been surprised to see when I saw the people involved, but surprised to see the name of the file and couldn't wait to listen to. And that is the top five handsomest men chosen by men with Tim and Chris from Star Wars in character and Jeff McGee from Marvin dog media. That one, again, the, the subject alone made me laugh and the episode's great. That is tied with one that, Maybe, I wouldn't say there's a complete opposite end of the spectrum, but it's pretty close. This is from Dave from Stars and Character and his sister Emily as they record their top five Miranda Sings moments. Now, I know it's no secret I'm not a fan of Miranda Sings, but I do enjoy listening to people that are eager to talk about what they like. And it just adds to it when they're a friend of mine, obviously, and they're doing something with their family. So even though I could never make a top five list for this, I still enjoyed listening to this. So good job on everyone at number four. All right. So my tie for number three, first up is a subject that I would have never thought of, but just by name alone, it intrigued me enough to listen. 
And this is by Lou, the man that is kind of helming organizing Best of Fives at this point, and his friend Jen as they discuss their top five Disney crushes. Not only did the subject just already pique my interest, the first thing I thought about was movies. I think they hit the ground running with number five with TV crushes, which I would have never thought of, which is just was another layer of interest in this show. Again, uh, not a subject I would have thought of, but once I saw it, it drew me in and I really enjoyed listening to it. So thank you, Lou and Jen, for that one. Next up, one I do know well, and I would have had a hard time participating in the other end of the spectrum. I would have had too many to choose from. This was from Derek from Spoon and the upcoming Simpsons podcast. His wife, Jenna, Chris from Star Wars and Character, and his daughter, Caitlin, as they list their top five favorite deaths from The Walking Dead. Uh, this one I could not start up faster to listen to because I wanted to see how many I first recognized, agree with, and would have put on my list. Another side note and a big side note to 2016 this is the first episode that derek had edited and put together and since then has become a large contributor in the behind the scenes with editing shows for neos as which has been a huge help to me so first off special thanks to derek for cutting his teeth on this one and thanks of course to derek jenna chris and caitlin for that episode i really enjoyed this one obviously or wouldn't be on my list my tie for number two are two episodes that I would have nothing to say about because I know of them, but I have no idea the details of them and could never contribute to them myself, which made them intriguing to me because I wanted to hear what top fives on each person's list would be on here. And I did, and I enjoyed them, and I learned a lot. And we'll start off with the top five artists, not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but if we're eligible to. The entire title is not there. It's just artists. Not not Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but that is the premise of it. And this one was produced by Tim from Star Wars in Character and his good friend Brian. Both an incredible wealth of music knowledge. This one is not only great for their 10 combined answers, but for the... They don't just list the answers. They give a history, uh, some bullet points of why they should be in. Incredibly interesting. Again, not one I'd be able to contribute to. I love music. I love listening to music. That's about where it ends. And that's I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing. That's just where my interests lie. Listening to this was great. I really enjoyed this one. So thank you, Tim and Brian. Great episode. In the same realm... The episode, Top 5 Philadelphia Sandwiches. But I think, I'm not entirely sure. It's been a while since I listened to this, but I'm 99.9% sure all these are vegan or vegetarian sandwiches on here. Even with that, <laughs> I've had, I know I've had at least one comment from someone saying, after listening to this, they wanted to jump on a plane to Philly and see how much they could fit in in one trip. This one was done by Lou from Dial-Up Movies and kind of the, like I said, the organizer of Best of Fives at this point, his friends Chris and Kyle. And again, 15 sandwiches all in the Philadelphia area. And again, I'm almost positive they're all vegan and vegetarian. If not, they're, they're, most of them are. At least Lou's are being a vegetarian. Again, uh, with that particular premise, uh, you take cheesesteaks out of there and different things to put on a cheesesteak and my five is my five list is pretty limited so i was really interested in hearing this and was not disappointed so that was not only a great episode to listen to but talk about a super micro focused episode that that is exactly uh, one of the great things about a great example of, of how you can do this show about anything so thank you lou chris and kyle for that now, going into number one, I see that my two ties here are episodes I've both been on, and that wasn't my intention. I think they stand out to me because of the fun I had doing them. So 
even though I'm on both, hear me out. I'm going to explain why they were so much fun for me. And maybe that translates into the episode. I hope so. But tied at number one starts off with top five things to do at Universal Studios on location. I did this with Quint from Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. And the reason this was so much fun to me was that we were at Universal Studios. I had my portable recorder and we would actually walk to each of our numbered uh, list attractions. Or well, In some cases, they weren't attractions, they were experiences. But we would walk to the, the part of the park that remind us or make us think of or make us re-experience uh, what we've done at that park. And I thought that was unique to put together. It was definitely unique to record. Um, it was fun to record, and the interesting part about it from behind the scenes, which might not come across in the episode, is that we didn't do, an, do them in order. It's Universal Studios is a huge park. We happen to be in the same location, general location, at the same time for, let's say, like number two on his list and number four on my list. So it was kind of putting a puzzle together in the end for editing. So from beginning to end, going to Universal Studios, recording this episode, and editing it was a lot of fun for me. And it's, I think the experience, the entire experience of that episode is what makes it number one for me. The second on my list is the top five King Kong. And that's because I finally got to invite my good friend and fellow podcaster, Scott Gardner, one of the minds behind the Two True Freaks Network, which is kind of a brother, and it is a brother network, to Neo's as. We had not sat down one-on-one to do any show on Neo's as or Two True Freaks. We finally did with Best of Fives. And we kind of ushered in the, going back to Universal Studios, ushered in the opening of their new King Kong ride by listing our top five favorite things about King Kong. So I don't think I thank Quentin that. So I'll say thank you, Quint and Scott, for both of that. And that is where I leave my best of fives list and move on. Number two out of my best of fives by fives for 2016 has to be Star Wars in character. It's an anchor at neozaz.com. It's a show that's gotten a lot of people motivated to join the network. And it's probably some of the most fun I have recording and editing and then interacting with listeners by the time it's released. So cannot have one of these specials and one of these year reviews without talking about stars and character. So let's start off with number five. Number five is a numbered episode. It's episode 181. Now, when I say numbered episodes, we kind of have two different types of episodes on stars and character. We have numbered episodes and we have our specials. The main difference at this point is our numbered episodes, even though the episodes might not be about a single character anymore these days, still follow the structure of introduction, discussion, and trivia. Our specials are just outside that particular format. That's really the difference at this point. So when I say numbered episodes, that's kind of what I'm talking about. So anyway, back to my number five. It's episode 181, and it's the Kenner Reused Figures. Now, I knew a lot of the history of this episode going into it, but Dave had researched and dug up facts beyond that and made this episode one of the more, I think, interesting um, discussions we've had between the four of us. Uh, I am sh- i don't know if it's one of our funniest episodes. I'm sure it has some laughs in it, but I do remember having a great discussion with Dave, Chris, and Tim on this. And we always discuss our characters and we always try to make each other laugh. This one, we really, really fell into discussing the material, which hasn't happened in a long time in stars and character. I'm not saying that's bad. I, I really think that what we do on stars and character is a lot of fun and I wouldn't change it, but it was kind of nice to fall into this discussion with friends because that's the reason we do it in the first place. And I think for 2016, even though I am always having fun with my friends on this, this was a real, that doesn't always happen in every episode we do, and this this one was a good example of that. So my number five for stars and character is 181, the Kenner Reused Figures. 
My number four for Star Wars in character falls into the realm of specials, and this is the series and to-be-continued series in 2017, Chris's Golden Readings. If you haven't heard these, and I'm sure you have, uh, Chris has gotten the set of the little Golden Reader books of the entire Star Wars saga, episodes one through seven, and he's been reading them and adding commentary and uh, performing, I guess you'd say, uh, during these readings. He did those to help us out when we had some downtime, especially in October when Dave and I were busy doing some other things. Um, and they've been a big hit. I've enjoyed them. I know the other guys on the show have enjoyed them, and a lot of listeners have commented on it. So I think he is about, he's at least up to a new hope in releases. I don't think we released Empire yet, but either way, there's still something to come in 2017. So number four, Chris's Golden Readings. One of my favorite sets of specials we've done on all of Neozaz last year. Number three goes back to a numbered episode. This is episode 190, and it is RA-7 Protocol Droid, or a.k.a. the Death Star Droid. I don't think there was a funnier moment in all of 2016 than Tim doing his interpretation of what this droid is thinking or yelling on the Sandcrawler, and that just got everybody else rolling as well, too. In terms of pure laughs, and probably some of the most fun I had doing in Star Wars in character, not much is going to top this episode. In fact, I'll admit it right now, number two and number one are specials, and if they these specials didn't exist, this would be my absolute number one. So, of course, thanks to the guys for this episode, and thanks for Tim for getting that ball rolling. I don't know how many times I've listened to the first quarter of this episode. I've lost count that many, and I... I know I'm going to keep listening to it because even though I could probably recite it line by line, it's still one of the funniest moments on Star Wars in character and probably one of the funniest moments on Neo's ass for 2016. So that is my number three, episode 190, the RA7 protocol droid. Now, like I just kind of alluded to, uh, to top this would have to be pretty special, and they are already specials. Uh, some of our specials are pretty easy. They're just, uh, we happen to be at the right place at the right time. We talk about and record it. Some take some work behind them. Both of these took some work. Number two was some of the most fun, not only that I've not only had on stars and character, but in podcasting. In fact, so much so that I really, really wish there'd be a way to tweak this idea to some kind of series. It's hard to tell if it would work outside of stars and character because you kind of have that feeling and that theme and that mindset when we record it, but I'd really like to try it. It was the 100,000 credit pyramid special. We were a little behind in episodes. Me, Chris, and Dave were available to record. Dave put together his version of $100,000 pyramid with a stars twist on it. It was me versus Chris with Dave as the, the clue giver and the host, and I had a blast. I think Chris and Dave did as well. We got a huge reaction from it, from the Star Wars and character community. One of the most fun times I've had podcasting, period. So I really want to do this again, not just because I happen to be the reigning champion and want to take on Tim, although I do. I want to do it again because it was so much fun. It was so so well received, and it's kind of like a real-time recording. There wasn't a whole lot of editing to it. Really, this falls on Dave to do a lot of work, so that's that's a lot to ask someone to do. But if you're listening, Dave... I'd love to do this again. So my number two is the 100,000 credit pyramid. And that leads to number one. And again, it's a big thanks to Dave for doing almost all of this uh, with some assistance from Christy, the voice of the Neozaz network. And that is the Swick Summer Spectacular. If you don't know it and you missed it, you got to go back and listen to it. It is our musical for the year. And it is, it's a little bit of a Grease parody. It uses the music from Grease and it features all the stars and character panelists singing, which of course, 
Who doesn't love that? Anyway, uh, so it's the Swick Summer Special. I don't know how much more I can say about it than I've already said throughout the year. Uh, these musicals are a lot of work, but in the end, when you hear the final product and you share it and you get the reaction you do, it's always worth it. So number one, it was a tight race this year between all five of my picks, but my number one does stand out just a touch more than all the other four, and that is the Swick Summer Spectacular. All right, next subject of my five subjects in my best of fives by fives are the specials. We produced quite a few specials at Neo's as this year. So I'm going to list my top five. And when you talk about specials and you kind of talk about one-off subjects, it's very subjective. I would actually love to hear my other co-hosts and other listeners' top fives of our specials. Some of my lists are going to resonate with people. Some of these probably weren't even listened to by some people listening right now because it's just not in their area of interest. And that's what's cool about doing these specials is that we have a chance to do these without producing the entire series and having to build an audience. So again, okay, with that huge preface, here is my here are my top five specials for 2016. I'm going to start off with the Deadpool special by the guys at the Negative One podcast, Matt and Thomas. It was a pretty big deal for Deadpool fans to finally get a movie this year and with the Deadpool that they deserve, not like the one in that other movie. I don't know what, I think it was the Wolverine movie. I'm not sure which one it was. And one of those fans was, in fact, two of them are Matt and Thomas from Negative One Podcast. I believe, if I remember correctly, now this was back in February, I believe Matt was the bigger of the fan and Thomas became a fan after him. Either way, they're both fans of it. Um, it was, I knew who Deadpool was. I kind of know what he is and a little bit of his origin, but listening to this episode caught me up really quick and was a great accompaniment to the movie, which I had seen and then followed up by listening to this episode. So thank you to Matt and Thomas for that Deadpool special. That's my number five, my number four on the list. And this is probably the least listened to of them all because it's a very specific, very narrowed focused uh, subject. And it's not one that we cover regularly on news as, and that is the Atlas five goes our launch that I covered at NASA. Just not, just about a month ago from when I'm recording now, maybe a little, maybe a slightly longer. I kind of lost the date here. I don't have that in my notes here, but it is always a uh, just overwhelming experience to see a launch. Uh, I've seen a couple now. I'm very fortunate that I'm not far from Kennedy Space Center, that I can get out to the launches when they happen. And each one is just as good as the others. It's an incredible experience. If you ever have the opportunity to do it and you, in fact, I would even say if you're not into space exploration, you should still attempt to see one because there is nothing else like it. The sights, the sounds and the feelings. That's what I always say. And there, when I think I remember them, I turn out I was wrong because I have to experience it again to remember exactly what it's like. I was fortunate enough to cover one this year. Uh, again, this was the, uh, the Atlas five goes our launch. Um, the, the big thing about this was the next generation of weather satellite. That is something they wanted to get out there and let people know was being done. And I had the opportunity to record this. So my number four, at least from my experience, as well as what I've learned uh, putting this episode together, is the Atlas V Gozar launch. Number three is the only call-in event we did in 2016. That's something I wanted to increase in 2016, but it's one of those things where the cards just didn't fall in the right place. Uh, scheduling between scheduling, organizing, and just everything else that we did do in 2016 that we didn't plan to do, it just kind of, it didn't kill the idea. It just pushed it aside. Obviously, it didn't kill the idea because we did do one. And we still have uh, the services available. 
And it's something I still want to continue to do and try to do. It just didn't happen this year. So we didn't ditch the idea. It just, we had so much other things happen that this one just got kind of pushed aside, but not totally aside because we did have a live call-in show for Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Regardless of the subject, Halloween Horror Nights is a fantastic subject for a call-in show. Call-in shows are just so much fun. You get to meet people, you get insights and stories stories was the one well we walked away from this one with stories we had never heard before we cover if you don't know the show we cover the history of halloween horror nights going all the way back to its very first one in 1991 and we heard a story we had never heard before from back in the mid to late 90s so call-in shows are a ton of fun i want to do more i don't know if you want to say it's unfortunate or fortunate that we got one in last year i'm going to say fortunate we got one in last year it's a lot of fun i learned a lot and it put it on my number three of my list of specials so number three is our live catacombs of halloween horror nights halloween horror nights 26 discussion episode number two is a series of specials and i hope we get more of these someday soon Uh, i know the uh, main participant in this is getting older he's getting busier he's Evolved a lot in his extracurricular activities, but if I could be selfish and ask for this summer for more of these, I'm going to be, and that is the Jack Don't Know Jack series. If you don't know this series, uh, you should. It's uh, Dave's son, Jack, Dave from Stars and Character. His son, Jack, he Dave quizzes Jack on things he thinks he should know, and, and we're talking like pop culture. It started out with music and then went on to movie quotes. Um, he could probably hit him with some, some sports stuff though. I think that's going to be a tough one. I think Jack could actually hit Dave with some sports stuff. In fact, Jack, if you're listening, consider that idea for this year, but this has been a great series. Jack has, is becoming more and more a contributor to Neo's as Jack is very quick witted. He's very smart and he's a lot of fun to hear these shows and he's beyond all that. He's a great foil for Dave. Uh, it's almost like listening to a comedic Superman and Lex Luthor trade barbs back and forth. I know that's a weird analogy, but if you heard the show, you know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to be selfish here and say, Dave and Jack, if you're listening, give us some more of Jack Don't Know Jack. Or if you want to do some Jack Strikes Back and quiz Dave at something, go for it. Those episodes were some of my favorite. That was absolutely my favorite series. It's the only one that has more than one episode that's on my list. Uh And I would love to hear more. So if you haven't checked it out, do check it out. Number two, the Jack Don't Know Jack series. And number one on my list, probably a little selfish again, starting to catch a theme here in this series, but it's it's one that I had an amazing opportunity and I had a, a fantastic time doing this. And it was my interview with Greg Hall, the senior attraction designer for Universal Studios about the revamped Incredible Hulk coaster. Not only did I get to talk to the man behind not only one of my favorite rides at Universal Studios, one of my favorite roller coasters in the world, uh, I got to do it on property at Universal Studios in their radio broadcast center. Uh, This is one of those opportunities that I wouldn't have even dreamt of back eight years ago when we started doing these podcasts. And not only did I get to do this, but it was the second time I got to do it that year. And it was just a great conversation. Greg was a lot of fun to talk to. Universal Studios is fantastic to work with. And I got to talk about the Hulk for over 30 minutes with the man behind the redesign. Really can't think of anything more special to me uh, that I've done in 2016. Now, I know that, again, that's 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 me. And that might be a little selfish. But because of that, I put that on my number one. So regardless of the fact that I'm on that episode, if you're interested in what goes into 
putting these themes together for these immersive theme park rides. I I encourage you to check out that episode because this is a man who does it for Universal Studios and we were getting firsthand knowledge from beginning to end of what it was putting this together. So that's my number one, the Incredible Hulk Coaster interview with the senior attraction designer for Universal Studios, Greg Hall. All right, number four on my list, and it would be remiss to not talk about this subject in 2016, Halloween, our biggest Halloween yet. We had way more episodes than I imagine we'd ever have for Halloween, and there is so much to choose from for this top five list. So this is my top five list as of this recording. This is one of those subjects that the more you think about it, the more your list can change, and that's a good thing because we had so much to do and have done so much this past Halloween. So my number five thing for the subject of Halloween was filling up the October best of five schedules with all Halloween themed episodes. Wasn't something we set out to do. Just so many people jumped on the Halloween bandwagon, which I love. I absolutely love that, that we had every Thursday when best of fives comes out for October was a Halloween themed episode. In fact, we cut one because it spilled over into November. So we even have one ready for next year. So that's my number five. The fact that the entire news as family got behind the idea of celebrating Halloween. And we like, like that filled up the entire best of five schedule for October. Number four is war of the world's week. That was a, one of those labor of loves, one of those passion projects, one of those things I thought about doing. Wasn't sure if I was actually going to do it. Said, I, what the heck? Let's see if I can. An entire week dedicated to War of the Worlds, seven episodes of uh, War of the World themed subjects, seven days in a row. Kind of a mini I have questions challenge where can I fill a week with one subject? And I did, and I had a blast doing it. And people that I didn't know were War of the Worlds fans. Uh, like we're, we've had some discussions that are still continuing to this day. It's just after Christmas and I'm still trading uh war of the world stuff back and forth with some of these people. I'm glad I did that one because I, I was able to learn something about a subject I love and get in contact with people and have discussions that we weren't having before about something that we both love. So for me, number four for Halloween is war of the world's week. Number three is another one of those nebulous things, but I it can't narrow it down, so I have to put it all under one number, and that is all the contributions from Halloween. Dial-up movies, Bad Advice Show, Taylor and Jeff from Talking Toys joined in, the Negative One Podcast, all of these shows put together special Halloween episodes. And I think it's worth noting that we no one discussed this. We didn't say, hey, it's October, it's Halloween, uh, Halloween's big for New Year's can you put some specials together? It's just kind of like they saw the ball rolling, they saw what we did last year, and they wanted to join in, which was great to see. I hesitate asking people to do something specific on their show, but they're going to volunteer and do it and add to what is becoming a bigger event every year for New Year's that's just a really cool thing for me to see. And that's what places it at number three. So thanks to everyone that joined in for Halloween. I look forward to doing it again. Again, if you join in, great. If you just support us by listening or just continue to be part of news as that's all I can really ask for. But thank you for your contributions to Halloween this year. It was awesome. Number two podcast of horrors, the Simpsons tree house of horrors podcast. How many times have we quoted, talked about, said something about the Simpsons on every other show on news as probably on every show since we started eight years ago. 
have never done a Simpsons series. We did one special. We did the top five Simpsons quotes used in real life on the best of fives, but we've never done a series. This year, we finally put a series together. It was a six-episode miniseries focusing on Treehouse of Horrors during Halloween by Derek from Spoon and some upcoming Simpsons projects, my sister Karen from Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights, and myself. And I love doing this. Not only was it fantastic to finally get a Simpsons series out there, but it's always fun talking Simpsons with Simpsons fans. Thank you to them for that. I was really happy to get that going. And we have at least two more things Simpsons coming from the three of us. One of them that's going to run the entire year. And with any luck, Derek's got a big, big Simpsons project on the horizon. So we'll talk more about that in 2017 because this is about 2016 And we're at number one for my Halloween list for this episode of Best of Fives. And that is, as always, and always will be, covering Halloween Horror Nights. From the media party to the mid-October on-site interview of Mike Aiello, to the repository review, to uh, listeners' request to making the show year-round, doing the work we do on Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is always going to be top for Halloween. It's my favorite event anywhere in any theme park, any time of year. And having a series focused around it and being in many ways supported by the company or the theme park, whatever you want to call it, that puts on that show is makes the work we do on Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights really second to none when it comes to Halloween for me. I can't imagine covering Halloween Horror Nights on the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights never being my number one for Halloween. Who knows, as the years go by and our Halloween coverage increases on news, as that might change. But right now, number one... I don't know how you say it. The runaway <laughs> number one is covering Halloween Horror Nights. So I don't think that comes as a big surprise to anybody, but that is my honest list. So that is my number one, and that wraps up Halloween. And now we're going to go to my top five personal favorite moments, which now having gone through this list and seeing my name mentioned more than I realized when I put it together may have already been done, but <laughs> we're going to gonna get through this anyway the way I wrote it. So my top five favorite moments for 2016. Number five, seeing new shows and hearing new voices. That is always a great thing to go through every year. And this year started off with quite a few. Spoon, the Tick versus the Podcast. They've long talked about Tick Podcast that Tim wanted to start, did start this year. And it added new voices to the network. Derek, who I'd mentioned several times from other shows, particularly our Simpsons stuff, is on that show. An old friend of ours from the theater days, which you probably heard us tell endless stories about, Steve is on that show. So new voices, new show, hits both marks right off the bat. The Bad Advice Show. This is all new voices in an all new show. These guys had an idea. They were looking for a home. Friend of a friend put us together. And ever since then, the Bad Advice Show has been on neozaz.com. And I got to participate in my very first episode with their virtual Christmas party and was there like nine of us all together? But it was a big Christmas-themed episode of the Bad Advice Show. Had a lot of fun. And again, always great meeting people, hearing new voices, and hearing new shows. All the new guests on Best of Fives, all the people that have not been on that show before or been on any podcast before, that's always great to hear. Mention a lot of those in my top fives of Best of Fives. I'd love to hear more people join in. I'd love to hear from people that are inspired to do an episode by listening to that episode or just having a subject they want to cover that they haven't heard yet. Any new voices and personalities on Best of Fives are always welcome at Neo's as. So if you're listening to this and you are wondering, you are welcome on the show. Just drop us a line. If you don't know how to record and you don't know how to get us the file, 
we can help you out with that. So don't let any technical limitations, or if you think your subject is too uh, too narrow, stop you, because I think I pretty much demonstrated in my best of fives list that you can talk about anything. There is no such thing as a too narrow of a subject. And finally, the crossover with Two True Freaks this year. We had I had Scott Garner on the best of fives, but we did a true crossover with the series Back to the Bins during our War of the Worlds week, which added the voices of Scott Gardner again, uh, Paul Spatero, and Bill Robinson to the NeoZaz network officially. And that has been a long time coming, and better late than never, and hopefully not the last time that happens. My number four is the show, Is It Beer Yet? And it's not so much for the show, but it's because I finally started a hobby that I wanted to do for decades. For a very long time, I wanted to try to brew my own beer. And this year, I finally got motivated to do it. And along with that, I decided to pick up the digital recorder to kind of record the process, see if I can make a show out of it, and just as importantly, make notes along the way, because as you can probably guess, brewing beer is a uh you do it by a calendar you don't do it by a clock it's not done for like about a month after you start so i'm going to forget something very important i learned the day i boiled the water and boiled my grains and added the hops to when i'm tasting it at my keg so recording it for the show is not only giving me an opportunity to to do i think a unique version of a home brew show i hadn't quite heard one like this and i wasn't intending to make a new format i just that's just the way i, I kind of took the it's really just it's matt goes running but brewing beer so i took that same idea and put it into is it beer yet but on beside that i went on a big tangent there that's news as 2016 for you in a nutshell i also have my notes to myself in a sense of things that have happened a month sometimes even six to eight weeks ago so it's been a uh so while it's created a series it's also been kind of a tool that i use for brewing beer so with that kind of dual purpose and it motivating me to continue going and make a better beer each time I do it by recording it and talking about it in a series, that lands is it beer at my number four of my favorite moments this year. Uh, I have questions. That's my number three. Uh, simply, it's a challenge I set out to do last year, and I did it. Wasn't always easy. Uh, a lot of times it was fun. Uh, but in the end, I did it, and I'm glad I did it, and I talk a lot more about that in episode 53. So I have questions is my personal number three for 2016. Number two, this is one of those things that when I sit down and write it, it's kind of hard to believe that I'm writing it, and that's the incredible opportunities I got to do this year. Uh, I talked about most of these except for uh, one, really, and I'll get to that. So let me, let me recap a couple of these. The, the NASA Atlas V goes our launch. Having that opportunity to cover it was that was incredible. Our Halloween Horror Nights coverage. Uh, one thing I didn't mention about that that I do want to mention is all the people that we met from Halloween Horror Nights, listeners, other fans of the event, and performers. Uh, I met a small handful of them the year before. That was the year we launched the show. This year, I've met more, way, far more than that. And I'm still in contact with uh, quite a few of them, even outside of Halloween Horror Night. So that's awesome. Uh, meeting people is th- that is the the real fun part about doing all this, and then going through the event with like minded and other fans. That's a big thing. I failed to mention in my Halloween list, so I'm glad I got a chance to mention that now. The not one but two on property uh, studio recordings at Universal Studios. I, I know I had mentioned those. That was uh, I, that's that's one of those ones I hoped for a few years ago, but never thought would happen. I certainly didn't think it would happen twice in one year. So that's another incredible opportunity. Uh, one that I didn't mention because there's no real podcast about it, but it has to do with news as in 2016 was I gave a lecture at the University of Central Florida on starting a podcast. Uh, that 
was definitely something I'd never expected to do. And I was able to do it this year. Had <laughs> ultimately had fun. Uh, it was a little uh, touch and go putting the presentation together. It ran long, then it ran short, then I wasn't sure it's what I should be doing. And, you know, that whole, of course, the, uh, the, the nerves kicked in a little bit the day before. But all in all, once I got up there and started talking, it was like I was behind a mic. And instead of just talking to the digital ether, I was actually talking to people. I had a great time. Met the people that run the podcast program for the Office of Student Involvement at UCF. Got to see their studio. Took a quick tour of the campus. Great, great day. Great experience. One I would gladly do again if they asked me to. And just an all around. That's of all these opportunities I talked about, not only for 2016, I think for the entire run of Neozaz, I would have never expected to do. And very happy to do it and very honored to be asked to do it. Now, my number one, my favorite moments for 2016, and this will always be number one for any year. And when it's not number one, then none of this is worth doing. And that is working with the people I work with. I think now after appearing on the Bad Advice Show for their Christmas special, I've worked with everyone at News As this year. Uh, If not everyone, then it's damn near close. And I have loved every minute of it. There's been some ups and downs. It's not always easy, but I wouldn't be doing the work that I do if I didn't love it to some degree. And more importantly, wouldn't be doing it if I didn't enjoy working with the people I work with. I've said this more than once on many shows, and this was even a big part of the UCF lecture that I just mentioned in my number four. Everyone I work with at Neozaz is my friend, first and foremost. Neozaz gives me an opportunity to spend more time with my friends and do some really amazing things that I never thought I'd ever be doing. And this isn't something I could do with strangers, and it's really not something I could do with people that I wouldn't want to spend time with. So number one always will be working with the people I work with, working with my friends. And again, if it's not, I mean, ultimately, this is a hobby. We are getting some incredible opportunities. I just listed some on my list, but all in all, it's all of this. It's a phrase I use and I might use to death, but I'm going to continue to use it. It's a labor of love. Once it falls out of a labor of love and into just work, then it's not something I want to do anymore. That hasn't happened. Are there ups and downs? Of course, there's some downs, but the ups are so farther up than the downs ever could be so far. And I don't really see that changing as long as I'm having fun with my friends that continuing to work with my friends is the reason news has started in the first place. And I think the reason that I was able to list everything I just list on all these top five subjects. So number one continues to be and always will be. I wrote working with the people I work with. I should rephrase that to working with my friends. So to wrap up here, I have one more list, but it's not anything that happened in 2016. So it's not part of the best of fives by fives. I'm going to call this my best of fives intentions for 2017. These are things I kind of want to do in 2017, but we know how that goes. So many things change throughout the year. Uh, Some of these May not this whole list might not happen, or something will come from this list and change. But right now, sitting on the edge of closing out 2016 and going into 2017, here's what I have in mind that I'd like to do um, for 2017. But we'll see. Number five, I want to get back into that Universal Studios Radio Broadcast Studio again. I really have uh, a, an intention and an idea to change attraction obsession to Universal obsession. And I'd like to do some of that in their studio. Again, that's that's 
that's kind of a bold wish considering I wasn't sure I'd ever be in that studio. And now I'm kind of like trying to get in that studio for another purpose, but it's universal base. So we'll see. I, I, I'm not saying that there's a possibility of it. I'm just saying, I think that's inspired me to turn an old show into a new show and maybe incorporate that experience into further experiences. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. That's my number five wish, I guess I should say. Number four, more special and short run shows. There's a lot of things I'd like to talk about or or subjects I'd like to explore, but it's not something that would fit into our regular series. So I'm going to try to not let that stop me this year. Uh, in a lot of ways, it hasn't. We've done a lot of specials, but some of these ideas weren't more than a special. So I think I'm going to explore this idea into breaking up these particular things I want to talk about for just a short period into short run shows like we did for Podcast of Horrors. Uh, maybe just like a three-run show or even a six-run show or maybe even a two-part special. But I'm not going to let the fact that we that we don't have a series and that I don't really want to start an entire you know yearly, just year-long series stop me from producing these short runs. And I encourage my fellow news as cohorts and anyone listening to, the, to do the same thing. If you have something you want to share and you don't want to do an ongoing series that lasts for years or it doesn't fit into one of the series we're doing now, do a short run, even even a special. Go back to the specials that are on my list. You can do a one-off special or just do a short run if you need more than than uh, one show to cover what you're talking about. I think I think that is one that's likely going to happen this year, but we'll see. Yeah, my intentions are always one thing, and the year brings things I've never expected. Number three, I mean, this is not in our hands, uh, but I hope it happens. And we talked about it on our Star Wars in Character Christmas Spectacular. I hope to get up on stage in front of a live audience celebration again. And I think I speak for the other three guys when I say uh, we all want to do that. We submitted our application. We know we have a good stage show. We've already done it to a huge audience and a huge positive reaction. Let's just hope we get in this year. We're going to find out, I think, in February. That's when everything's announced. So fingers crossed that number three happens. Number two, War of the Worlds. And I don't mean War of the Worlds Week. I mean War of the Worlds. The reason I even had the idea of doing War of the Worlds Week is because I wanted to do a news as produced version of War of the Worlds. I want that done this year. And I'm saying that to myself. (laughs) I need to get the script. And I know exactly how to record it that part's easy it's weird to say that production's easier than writing at this point but i know how to record it i know how i want to present it i just need to get it written and uh again i'm saying that to myself so war of the worlds is number two for halloween this year i'm gonna that's that's the one that has to happen if it doesn't i will actually be upset at myself number one it goes back to my number one of my five favorite moments is to have at least as much fun if not more in 2017 than i had in 2016 and i think that's easy as long as i make sure i remind myself this is a hobby it's a labor of love and you're and i keep working with my friends that will be easy to do so with that that is it for this edition of best of fives it's also it for our 2016 year in review I hope you had fun in 2016. I know I did. I just listed, what is that, 25 things I had fun with. Some of them duplicated, I guess, in a sense. But uh, there's that that was what I just had to put on the list. There's way more than 25 things I had fun with this year in 2016. And I hope, I hope my uh, cohorts at Neozaz feel the same. Uh, if you don't already follow us, we are on Facebook at Neozaz Podcast. We're also on Twitter, and we're also on Instagram under Neozaz. So check those out if you're not already. Each one has their own kind of niche focus. The Facebook page is for everything. Our Twitter account is a lot of universal stuff and kind of my own personal stuff. And Instagram has a large focus on Central Florida 
theme parks as well, and also a big accompaniment to Is It Beer Yet with the home brewing stuff. So check those out. I think that is it. So one more time, I will say thank you for listening, and I will see you in whatever next episode you hear my voice in. <laughs>